You're listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast. Music in care homes, and specifically dementia care homes, is something which has featured on the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast before now. Episode 129 featured live music now Zoe Wren visiting the Priscilla Wakefield House in North London, performing for residents soon after COVID restrictions had been lifted in 2021. It was a moving experience for me, observing how those in care engaged with live music reverberating around the courtyard in which they sat. I found the prospect of visiting a care home daunting prospect. I'd never visited one before. I wasn't entirely sure what I'd find when I got there. I assumed the worst, but was reassured when I saw the change Zoe's music brought about. When my mother suffered a serious stroke earlier this year and dementia became something a little closer to home for all of us in our family, so memories and what trigger them became ever-present in my thinking. Little wonder then that when news of a new production of Bartok's Bluebird's Castle seen through the lens of a family living with dementia, staged by Theatre of Sound, founded by Daisy Evans and Stephen Higgins, well, that was something that was going to pique my interest. You'll hear about that production in the next episode of this podcast. But first is the companion work mounted by Theatre of Sound, a new opera created by composer Electra Perivalaris in collaboration with a couple in Devon living with dementia themselves. I embarked on this podcast episode because... I needed something to prepare me ahead of visiting my mother, now in a nursing home, two and a half months after her stroke. Speaking to Electra, Stephen and Leslie was invaluable. Their work and the principles they used to create it prepared me. Memories are where we connect. The last chance saloon. What we tap into to connect with those memories are the senses. Smell, touch and where this podcast is concerned, sound and specifically music. I'm Electra Perivalaris. I'm a composer and a pianist, and I'm from the Scottish Isle of Arran, so that's where I live. I'm half Greek, half Scottish, so mixed heritage, and I graduated from a master's degree at the Royal Academy of Music in the summer, so I'm at the the early stages of, of, um, of being a composer, I suppose. So today we've had our first rehearsal of the new opera that I've composed with Leslie and Paul Stretton-Stevens, a couple living with dementia. The opera is called Tomorrow's Wonder, A Window into Our Lives, and it's a a creation um, which tells the stories which Leslie and Paul have shared with me from, from their past, from their memories, but also from the sources of joy that they find in, in everyday life. Now, we've lived here four years, haven't we? Yes. So we've spent a lot of time in Spain. Um, but I know Dartmoor really well because, I mean, we're living in Exmouth and five miles up the road is Linston, which is the commando training centre Royal Marines, and that's where I started off life. Mm. So you get to know Dartmoor very, very well when you're in training. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was, I, I was wondering whether, whether you had that sort of slight sort of outdoorsy look about you, Paul, uh, sort of slight um, like robustness about you of the kind that I can only dream of, really. <laughs> Um, did you have to do a lot of yomping on the moor? 
Lots of yomping. <laughs> Lots of yomping. And if you didn't do it well, you've got you have to, to do go. it again. <laughs> how did you? Uh, how did both of you meet? Oh well, I didn't know Paul at that time, did you? Did I? No. So um, I think when when I I I I we we knew each other a little bit, didn't we? In which which kind of indirectly, yeah. Yeah, and and Paul at that time wasn't very good on his on his legs, and um, and I thought, well, do you want to go out? <laughs> and that was it. I'm a bit like that. <laughs> um, they find such humour, um, despite despite facing you know the challenges that that come um, when when one lives with dementia, and they manage to find a positive um, outlook on life. And I think that the the new opera really reflects their their view of life. What is the music that you connect over? What's the thing that what's the music that brings you together? Oh wow! Well, we're pretty eclectic, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've had music in my, in my in my house for a long, long time, so I've been on it all the time. And then I gave, gave you and I got you into you introduced me to gypsy jazz, gypsy jazz, gypsy yeah. jazz guitar, which I love. And we have a load of load of different things that we. That we love. We like Andrea Bocelli. We've been to see him a few times in Tuscany, and, and we like um, a duet. I know you've heard them called Tuck and Patty. They're an American duet, and they play a lot in Italy. And we've seen them over there a few times, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Just tell me something about. The project that you've worked on. I understand that you've sort of shared your experiences and your love of music with a lecturer and she's come up with something. Can you just tell me how this project has has panned out? Wow, it was, um, we thought that that, that um, several pe people might be coming to do similar things that what we're doing and then we realised it was just us and obviously thank God and everyone else. No pressure. <laughs> So and it, and we had no idea that we would be able to sort of talk about how we like the things and everything together. So, so all it just all went into a lovely, um, amazing, just time and doing all the things together. We chose our pieces first. I mean, Electro sent us an email saying, "Send four or five pieces of music." I mean, how difficult is that? It's like, like it's like design and discs, isn't it? You know, Narrow it down to eight pieces. Of... Impossible. <laughs> so we sent her eight anyway. <laughs> we would start off by listening to one of the pieces, and they would then tell me the story behind it, how it weaves in with their life, what memories it triggers for them. Um, and then we would start to create something new from those stories. So I would improvise at the piano. They would guide that with words, with descriptions, linking to those musical memories. And we built up the piece in that way. So I went away between the sessions. I notated um, everything we'd done. Um, we created the lyrics, the libretto. All of that uh, was done together. Um, and the work just built up in that, in that way very naturally. 
has been absolutely amazing how life can be interpreted in music. Yeah. And like Leslie's just been saying, we've had influence on whether we need to be louder, be softer, slower, faster, whatever, because we're not musicians as such. Well, no. and, but we've been able to influence the shape of the music and the character of the music. And that has been really, you know, yeah. Yeah. You, you've enjoyed that, haven't you? Yeah, lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep moving forward and then we can come back. If you're happy, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm more than happy. It's just lovely to hear it come to life after. So, you know, you'll find <laughs> the bit that is the really beautiful bit to do you hear me now great okay so what i'm going to do is i'll turn you round, and then you're going to see the full ensemble there <laughs> there ahead of you um i know very exciting <laughs> and um and um you could just hear it hear it coming to life so i'll, I'll turn you round. Uh, not everyone is included we'll put us on mute as well because <laughs> you get excited uh, you're just <laughs> missing um Mary in there, but I'll swivel you round so you get a, a proper proper view of everyone. <laughs> um, fantastic, and I'll I won't mute you because if you if we stop and you've got anything to say, then feel free just to shout and and um, if you want to hear anything more or hear anything again, um, then that's absolutely fine. Um, no, that's actually, that's just you. How did sort of exploring this music for a lecture, what, what did that bring about in you, Leslie? Did, did you have sort of moments of, you know, realisation or connection or, or was there something different going on for you? It, 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 well, with, with, the, with, the, with some things, you can it comes back to an inner in a in like um you can feel it but um, well imagine imagine pack of bells coming what, yeah. what, what does that bring back for you well it just makes you just makes you be absolutely just to, to come back in with yourself yeah but what does it remind you of what was pack it? of bells coming what is it now? when we went to covent garden Garden, yeah. Well, we got our, to get our well. Our, wedding rings. Our wedding rings, yeah. So when that, when we listen to Pachelbel's Canon, that's where we. It takes it transports us back to Covent Garden where we bought our wedding rings because you know what the, the musicians play down in the well, weren't they? And the, the music sort of permeates throughout the whole structure, doesn't it? Over all the over the bustle of hustle and bustle of all the people, you hear all that music above. And whenever we hear that, we're taken straight back. listen to something we've got always got to it in the house and if I hear it I just left I just leave to, and I just go and finish and to learn and to to, to to just listen to it because it's so easy to not to, to it's it's just very important I think especially if you can if if you can if you can go back into your younger ages, you you see different 
walks, different um, types of talk, talk of um, things. Like that. When when I, when I went right back when I was younger, and then then I I I I find the whole the other the, the experiences. experiences. You relive. You kind of relive the experiences, don't you? And 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 it, and, and and since when like when I. I'm still Leslie, and I'm and, and I'm and I'm different. Like say, your father, your mother, and but you, they're still there, and but it's different. You come, you come to this with a, a certain freshness and openness, which perhaps someone who is older and, if you don't mind me saying, more experienced, wouldn't bring. And, and that is an exciting thing. I ask that because I find the subject of dementia frightening, mm. I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, and that was one of the reasons that I was interested in this project. Yes. You talked about challenging perceptions. What perceptions do you think you needed to challenge? Well, I think a lot of people see a dementia diagnosis as a kind of life sentence. You know, it's seen as something hugely tragic, you know, life-shattering. And I think that through this project, we, we, it can sort of show that there's so much hope that still exists after a dementia diagnosis. You know, Leslie and Paul have showed us that, you know, living with dementia, you can still learn new things. You can create exciting new work. You can collaborate. You know, you can find joy and humour and excitement in the everyday. And I just think that um, dementia has been built up as this, as this tragic, you know, thing. And of course it is, you know, but there is also this, this other side. And I think people living with dementia are often underestimated. It's often considered that they don't have any agency, that they're not able to make decisions. And I just think fundamentally that's not the case and that we need to, you know, have, have more creative opportunities for people living with dementia. It does rather suggest that you have been exposed to it early on. Yes, I have experience of it in my own family. So my grandmother is living with an advanced form of dementia. Um, and I suppose that my understanding of her condition within my own family has has really grown with my work with other families. Um, and it is, a, it is a terrifying thing. And I think as our population is increasingly an ageing one, more and more of us have someone who's in our family who we know who is living with dementia and the arts have a role to play in challenging perceptions that exist around it. Take it a bit, bit more quickly this time. Yeah. I wonder how you have benefited, aside from sort of going back to your initial experiences, how, how do you think, Paul, you've both benefited from working on this project? Well, I think, we, we spoke about this recently, is that when Leslie was first diagnosed, mm. she was kind of at a loss as to what to do. <laughs> because with Leslie's type of dementia, she's got a mixed rare dementia. Um, both aspects are, are rare 
And, and one is uh, where her brain misinterprets what she sees. Mm-hmm. So a, a glass of water could be in front of her, she could turn away, she can come back. And it's, her brain says it's, it's not there anymore. It actually physically is, but it, her brain says it's not. And that could be stairs, it could be a curb on, in, in the road or anything. Yeah. So going out on her own is not, is not viable. So it changes life. And then you, Leslie obviously sits there wondering, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And for a you while, and for a while um, that's what it's like. But in that time, the have, say like Paul and perhaps Pat's tans, people and friends and stuff might want to come along and say, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? What you have to allow the person to mm-hmm. get through it a little bit then slowly, slowly, the person will understand and say, yeah, I can probably try and do something like that or I'll do that because that's how it is. Because, mm-hmm. And the person who's living with her, within, within my pool, um, they, they, it, it all comes in once you, it's, 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 it's a sort of, a, it's, not, it's not a quick thing, but it was, but I'm, we're, we're now, in okay, aren't we? We're actually fine, you know. We're living life to the full. Yeah. And now that's what you have to do. And that's what we have to do. Not everybody's the same, we accept no, that. No, no. You know, some people find it far more traumatic um, and go maybe into a, a depression or whatever, which hasn't been the case with Leslie. She's like, okay, I've got this, but let's just carry on living. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's Leslie's attitude. It's both her attitude. twice a week but we're doing things in between time and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about the influences when we go for a walk um, we had a particular day where we had a raucous group of seagulls by the coast because mm-hmm. we live like right opposite the sea but at the same time we heard the waves pounding and the bagpipe playing <laughs> because obviously the bagpipe player doesn't want to play in his own home it's probably too noisy for everybody but he plays on the beach <laughs> Oh, no, seriously, he raises money to help the heroes. If you're down in Exmouth, it's right, all right. right, right. Okay, yeah. I've got you, I've got you. But that cacophony of sound together, we managed to get a very short video and provide Electra with that because it's an influence of sound. Mm. You know, we live by the sea, that's really influential for us. Um, she lives on an island, so that's very influential for her. So we kind of met, didn't we, with that? Yes, but I mean, that one, because Paul can't see, right? I might not be able to see. I don't know if it will. I don't know. But Paul has. So I I look after him and he looks after me. So we so when we when we wanted to do that 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 music that music, I I told I, we went for a walk and I told Paul what was what we saw. What the description? The description because Paul couldn't see it. And then we you, we came back, didn't we? Hmm. And I and I said like that what it was yeah. and that's how you did it and it's just like that can i just can i just check something that i hadn't been aware of or maybe i hadn't read very closely 
Are you blind, Paul? Yeah, I'm sight impaired, yeah. <laughs> wow, what a powerful combination you are. Well, I like to say I'm currently sight impaired because you never know. <laughs> you know the last time I spoke to a consultant, they were talking about maybe stem cell treatment and things like that. So the world's your oyster, isn't it? So <laughs> okay, I mean, you're both you're both really positive people in a slightly oh, yeah. terrifying oh, yeah. way. Um, we, we are. Uh, I'm I'm in awe of both of you. I really am, and I really appreciate. I hope you're. I hope that's tea you're drinking there. Um, yes, yeah, uh, you know, great. Because <laughs> um, it's a long afternoon, basically. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm in awe of both of you and I really appreciate you sharing uh, what you shared. As a composer, you are burrowing for that musical memory, which in itself is accessing all of these other things, which and that experience on, on the subject is triggering presumably all sorts of emotional reactions that neither of us are aware of and so when I think about all of that I think that's just too much for me I mean even now thinking about it I find that too much I mean this project has held a lot of responsibility um, and I've been really conscious and aware of that from the very start you know um, we, we have the responsibility to create a piece of music which we're all proud of, which, which works in a performance. Um, but there's also this responsibility. I, I really, really, really wanted Leslie and Paul to enjoy the creative process, to gain something from it, to enjoy every session and to find some escape, some sense of relief in every session we spent together and so there was lots of lots of um, stuff in each session which wasn't directly linked to the composing so we would do music and movement we would I would play them piano arrangements of, of pieces of music that they that they particularly loved um, we would talk a lot a lot of conversation so there was this level of trust between us where it didn't feel like um, we had this single goal of creating a piece. It felt like this piece just grew out of our relationship and our trust and our enjoyment of the time spent together. That's a really, I mean, I'm assuming here, that's a really fulfilling, rewarding kind of creative process to be a part of. It has been. It's been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done, I think, in terms of, uh, in terms of composing. Absolutely. It's been a absolute joy you know not only to produce a new piece of work but to get to know two people and it's been you know really ins really inspiring for me I know it's a it's a cliche but genuinely very very inspiring to to see the energy that Leslie and Paul have brought to the process and their willingness to to trust me from the outset and to enter into this together. Electra has been absolutely a wonder to work with. You know, I mean, from the very first session, it's as if we'd known each other forever. Yeah. I mean, we shared our experiences in that first session. That was a piece about the road, based on the rovers, wasn't it? Yeah. And Leslie's working with the family and the lady with dementia, etc. I think after that first session, she'd already got enough information to compose a few minutes worth of music. Just from the very first session. I mean, she was really happy about it, and so were we, because 
we didn't realize how much input we could give in terms of shape, characteristic, etc., yeah. for the piece. Yeah. And it was only through Electra's expertise that we were able to, to do that. I put it to you that there is something that you are overlooking. <clears throat> and I'm just going to tell you that, and I'm going to leave, the, leave it with you, and then I'm going to go, uh, which is that um, I think the reason that she was able to write so quickly is because you are both very warm individuals. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Which some people might interpret as you both being an open book, but I, I think that that's a <laughs> that would be a slightly disingenuous thing to say. But uh, um, uh, I think you are both remarkable people, and you have really, really uplifted me. And I'm going to have to bring this call to an end so that I can go and sit in a corner and cry. Okay, so <laughs> thank you very, very much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. You've been listening to the Thoroughly Good Classical Music Podcast presented by John Jacob. Follow Thoroughly Good on Twitter at Thoroughly Good, Thoroughly underscore good on Instagram, and Thoroughly Good Me on Facebook. Great. Yeah. I think I'm really pleased with that. I think it's the idea in this movement was this sense of kind of these um, lines weaving together, all with these swelling dynamics.